Welcome back to Nate the Hate, where I am joined by my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. What's up, Nate? Great to be here. It's good to have you here for a very technical discussion today. As we both saw this week, the Nintendo Switch got a firmware update to 10.0, and with it came a shocking reveal that there is a new profile skew in the firmware update code that suggests Nintendo has yet another Nintendo Switch revision in the works. And this information, of course, led to the wild speculation that it has to be a Nintendo Switch Pro. And, well, that doesn't look to be the case. What? I'm disappointed. I know. We've been hearing about the Switch Pro since at least 2016. I mean, before the Switch even launched. (laughs) And it looks like we're going to be hearing about a Switch Pro probably until Switch 2 comes out. And even then, I don't think we're safe from the Switch Pro rumors. (laughs) So what happened with the firmware update is that a code known as NXABCD was found and a data miner put it out there saying, well, this new profile has evidence of a secondary display and it's going to be added exclusively to this model. And, you know, that made a lot of people wonder secondary screen is we're getting a switch ds type of product are we getting a vr solution what could this product actually be or maybe is it just a some a bit of misinformation that's being misconstrued by the data miner and you know what we're going to address is what can we realistically be looking at if nintendo were to introduce a third skew of the switch in Well, let's put this right out. There is no chance new hardware from Nintendo is coming in 2020 based on this code leak. Hmm. Correct? Yeah, man. I mean, also, let's, let's not forget the current situation that's going on, which is right at its peak right now, right? I mean, you know, we, we have to consider that even if things were full steam ahead operational, and I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, we're looking at shortages of the Switch around the world. Do we really believe that, you know, there is a, assuming there was a new revision Switch that was coming this year, that there would be a a chance that there would be one coming out this year, given everything that's happening? I seriously doubt it, even if it was something that was on the cards. Right. You would definitely expect that their internal plans have shuffled a bit, whether due to delays in production lines, difficulties in getting the products necessary from, you know, suppliers. So, I mean, right now I'd remove the 2020 expectation. We also had Nintendo back in January say point blank without even being asked. They went right to a slide in their investors briefing and said no new hardware in 2020. And they would not have done that unprompted unless they were 100% committed to the idea of having no new hardware in 2020. And one thing people do have to remember is that way back in 2017, I'm sorry, 2018, is when we first heard of the Monaco chip appearing in the Nintendo Switch firmware code. Mm -hmm. And that didn't release until 2019 so i'd say based on that if we're looking at a similar situation here it would mean we're not seeing a product from nintendo probably until at the earliest i would say april or may of 2021 right right 
And I guess to add to that, Nate, let, let's walk through a couple of things with the with the viewers or the listeners, because I mean, first of all, uh, Mike Heskin, he's a he's a a very reputable source. So you know, people may be wondering, well, who's Mike Heskin and where did he get this information from? Mike Heskin is one of um, a couple of people that have been involved in the um, the switch hacking scene pretty much since the start. So he's very very versed on this stuff so if he says that uh he's found you know a string in the in the firmware for nx abcd and i believe he found uh, new dram profiles all that stuff i mean you got to take that for what it's worth that's actually that's legitimate but i think you know we, we need to be realistic about you know what we think is what this is and when we think it's coming First of all, it's not coming out this year. I mean, I think that's, you're, you're quite right. You, you call that pretty well. But also to add to that, we have to remember that, look, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, any technology company is always uh, is always inventing or coming up with new designs, new prototypes, new revisions. You know, the die chip, could be uh, reduced. Uh, the power draw could be reduced. There's there's always things that are being developed in the R and D labs. R and D is 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 a constant constant thing for these companies. And I'm not saying that this is just something that's in a prototype that we'll never see, but it's something that you, you're quite right in that it it's probably I'll say 12 to 18 months out from something that we'll ever see. And I guess the fun part now is really trying to speculate what that means. I, I like you, I mean, I don't think this is the Switch Pro because that doesn't really fit with anything that Nintendo mentioned in their investors meeting and in the past. And it doesn't really fit with what we're seeing coming out of this new uh, firmware revision. So then what really is, is what, what we're looking at? Dual screens, I mean, it could be VR, but based on... Lavo, I mean, I doubt, I doubt it's a VR solution because even if it was, then what does that mean for, you know, performance and all that? It just doesn't really, it doesn't fit with me. But on the flip side, Nintendo's always been a company that has come up with some weird and wacky designs and ideas sometimes that none of us have really seen and I'm using things like, you know, Ring Fit, Lavo, and some of these, you know, add-ons that they've come out with. So who knows? This could be a, and I've heard rumors of a a TV-only switch where it's it's just, you know, it's it's completely docked. Or, or on the flip side, a, a digital-only switch where there's no cartridge port, where it's just, you just download all the games off the eShop. Uh, or it could be anything. So, I mean, I guess the fun part of this discussion is trying to figure out what, what we think it is. I mean, do you have any thoughts on what, what you think it might be? I mean, my initial reaction was that it would likely be a TV-only Switch because when you look at the product line of the Switch, we have the Switch Original, which is the flagship, in which you can dock and undock. We then have the Lite, which was a cheaper alternative for those who may not dock their system and just want the portable play. It's more affordable. And then you would think the natural progression 
would be now we're going to release another another affordable SKU, and it's just going to be a docked switch because not everybody plays portably. Mm-hmm. So you cover all of the market needs because there are people who leave their current switch docked at all times. They don't care about the handheld or undocked play. So if you can release a docked only switch for let's say the same price as the switch light at 199 there is a market for it and r&d for the most part would already be done because based on the coding found is that whatever this new product is is still going to use the Morocco chip right so it's going to be the exact same internals as the switch version 2 or the switch light so they can put it in a nice little you know, container, little box, and you can play the games on your TV, maybe package it with a pro controller, sell it for one ninety nine, and there is a market for it. So to Nintendo, it is a low risk investment and it's gonna have high profit margins. Yeah. That's exactly what a company like Nintendo is going to look for is who can we sell this to? Is there a market for it? Yes. Can we make money on this? Yes. And it doesn't need to sell, you know, 10 million units to be profitable for them. Like this, some people are going to compare it to the PlayStation Vita TV. The key difference is, is that the Vita TV, while a good product, even from a technological and an engineering standpoint, it's all was the Vita did not have software people wanted to play. Yeah. That's not a problem with the Switch. Also, it, it was hardly compatible with the Vita anyway because half the games wouldn't work because of the, the touch controls and, and stuff, if True. you recall. That's, that's right. So like I know some people say, well, you know, you have games like Ring Fit. Those are difficult to play on the Switch Lite because you can't really hold it. You'd have to, you know, prompt it up with a kickstand or a box to lean it on or something. Well, a TV only switch alleviates that and it would be compatible with every single switch game so like that makes sense in the natural order of things the only caveat is that way back in 2017 in firmware 2.0 there was code found of nx abcb and that is believed to be a console only system now, this is something we have yet to see. This is now three years on where since that code was found and there is no product to suggest, you know, this is coming out soon. There's nothing. We haven't seen anything. So that then shifts me to the idea of a digital-only switch. Hmm. And I mean, this code ends in D, you know, D as in digital. Yep. A yep. digital-only switch to me, I don't know if it's a wise move. Well, I mean, it, it could be. It could be a wise move. I mean, you're probably going to compare it to like the Xbox SAD, which is not a great comparison, I guess. <laughs> but think of it this way. Like, so many people in the world want to play Animal Crossing. You know, <laughs> the the cheapest price to do that would be $199 plus $60. So if there was a right. way to get that, 199 down to say 150 then that would be a lot more appealing potentially selling as a bundle for 199 to 200 dollars you get a switch plus animal crossing all of a sudden that is very compelling i'm not saying that nintendo is going to drop the price that much but if you make it digital only take take away the the 
the or the the, the cartridge, um, the the slot for the cartridge, mm-hmm. and offer essentially the same features as the Switch Lite, but only as a TV only Switch Lite. In other words, there's no rumble. There's there's you know all that stuff is gone. And yeah, that may be something potentially interesting, or maybe it's just a Switch Lite minus a cartridge port, and it's a, a handheld only you know Switch. But I I think you know if if there if this is something that we'll we will see, I would say it's definitely on the cheaper end versus the the more expensive end because it doesn't make any sense to offer anything more up, up market at this time. I think it's a, a look at, you know, the low end, what, what can we, what can we sell for $150? And, and because, I mean, you know, they're going to sell millions of these things, especially like I said, with, with an animal crossing bundle or a Pokemon bundle or, you know, whatever else, uh, breath of the wild too, potentially it could be, um, it could be a, a big, huge system seller for them. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, and that's where, like, you, when you see manufacturers, they go one of two ways. They go the low end, where they try to reduce price to expand the user base, but it's still profitable for them. Or you go towards the high end with a more premium product like we saw with Sony and Microsoft when they released the PlayStation 4 Pro or the Xbox One X, is that you charge more because you're going to make higher profit margins on those products because like the Xbox One X didn't cost Microsoft $500 to make. It was significantly lower, but because it's a premium product and they position it for the enthusiast who needs to have the best, they make a lot more money on that product. And right now, we still haven't seen a price drop on the launch switch. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo is still sitting there at that $300 price point. So I don't see the need for them to go to a more premium skew yeah. and try to hit that 350 or even $400 price point because it doesn't seem, it won't do them any favors. And I mean, based on the coding, if it is accurate and Mariko is still the chip inside, there's no reason for them because Mariko, it's a powerful chip. Nintendo is not using it to its full capacity. Oh, definitely not. Not not even close to its full capacity, I might add. Right. They basically looked at it and said, this is more efficient. We're going to use its technological advancements, and we're going to preserve battery life. We're going to make that the focus on the Switch version 2 and the Switch Lite, even though there's a lot of overhead where they could have pushed performance of games like I'll use Mario Odyssey as an example right now it renders I believe at 900p on a switch where there's enough overhead with the Mariko chip that they could have pushed it to 1080p mm-hmm. and it would it wouldn't have you know broke a sweat 
to do that. So do you think there's any chance that we could see Nintendo potentially drop the price of the Switch Lite moving into 2021, reduce that to 150, reduce the current Switch, we'll say to 250, mm-hmm. and release, we'll say the NX ABCD as a premium Switch at $300, but instead of just preserving that battery, the battery goes back to about five hours, Right. but you're going to get those resolution and frames per second boost by utilizing Morocco to its fullest. You think that's any possibility? I would say zero possibility. Um, and it all goes back to, I mean, I know I'm harping on about this, but man, <laughs> this this uh, this pandemic around the world is really taking its toll on on people. You know, there's record unemployment. There's uncertainty in the world. Do you really think someone's? Do you do you think Nintendo is is you know gearing up to to get a we'll say a premium Switch ready to go next year? Do you or do you think you know what would make more sense is like the low end scenario? I just Man, it's hard for me to imagine that, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, because like there is a shortage of switches right now, and people want them, and and you know people are scalping them, and and they're being bought up. So maybe maybe my my way of thinking is completely off, but I, I'm just thinking about the average person that that wants to get one, but right now is like, oh, I don't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't commit to that right now. That's not something that I'm I'm willing to do. But having said that, I mean, let's say it's 12 months from now, you know, situation in the world may be a lot more improved. Things may be back to normal, hopefully. You know, it may be um, the right time to to announce something. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I can't see it personally, but, you know, there's, if you look at history, there's the, the new 3DS and, and the new 2DS, you know, with the boost in, in power, the slight increases. Uh, will they do something here again? Maybe, but I I would say I don't know. My just, my gut tells me that they're going lower end versus higher end. I, I think mm-hmm. I think there will be a time where they do. I'll say stealthily tweak uh, clocks and and memory speeds and stuff. But honestly, Nate, I think that's something they'll just drop in some type of firmware revision, like, and they won't even tell anyone about. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like, yeah. like the boost mode thing that they they added last year, where you know some games can can boost up their clocks to increase loading speeds and then drop them back down for the game. I would say it's something more along those lines versus a a we'll say a new switch or a switch premium that has we'll say a 15 to 20 percent increase in performance it's it sounds really cool and man you know if i'm wrong i hope i am because that that sounds like a a a system that i would (laughs) want to get my hands on but i don't know man like i think for me it's really all about getting switch out to as many people and as many houses as possible and i think the way that they do it is um, just offer uh, offer the kind of we'll say the extreme low end where it's just literally the system without a cartridge port 
and um yeah and you connect it to the eShop and you've got a pick of all those amazing eShop sales that are going on right now and you can have a lot of fun with you know with not much money and and then really enjoy a really awesome handheld or a really awesome system i guess the only problem that could arise from a digital only switch would be something similar that we saw with the playstation portable go mm. is the is memory yes that's true like with nintendo right now limits us to 32 gigabytes of storage and we can upgrade with the micro sds which you know they're they are fairly affordable but games on the switch are growing in size we like if i want to play bioshock on the switch even if i buy it physically i still need you know i think it's 16 or 18 gigabytes or xcom requires like another 20 gigabyte download even if you buy it physical yep so a digital only switch you're still going to run into those you know the storage problems where you might need a 400 gigabyte or you know maybe a one terabyte card or do you think nintendo would upgrade from 32 to maybe a 64 or 128 but that is you know that's going to be more pricey to yeah. them as the company where they're not saving money now well if they upgrade then that makes me lean towards the premium model because it you know let's say you get 64 on on the digital switch right but everything else has 32 it that kind of doesn't make sense to me you know what i mean like I think yeah. <laughs> I think if it's going to be an increase, then yeah, I mean, I would say it sounds more like a digital switch to me. Uh, sorry, a, a premium switch to me than a than a digital switch. But you know, I, I think um, look, I think there's really nothing off the table as far as what this is. But a a premium switch seems it just doesn't seem like it fits right now you know with with everything and nintendo has to be thinking about that you know and maybe maybe that's what this is you know maybe this is this is their placeholder for that but will we actually see it you know 12 months from now or or in 2021 we might but it may be it could be holiday 2021 before we see something you know i just i just wonder you know if the pandemic has made them question their uh, their schedule as far as what what they had up their sleeves with with you know a, a, we'll say a premium switch yeah it's definitely a question people have to ponder on and another one i would question as like nintendo is we're entering well not entering but next year's 2021 which will be the fourth actually be entering the fifth year of the switch's life cycle hmm. now that's typically towards the end of a console's life cycle we usually get four to five years though the xbox 360 ps3 and wii generation lasted you know far longer we were eight to nine years that generation but the ps4 and the xbox one are going a more traditional life cycle where we're going to see their replacements later this year and so what did they got what seven years each yep seven years so if i'm nintendo doesn't really suit my interest to release a you know a switch pro mm. in 2021 because they're probably realistically looking at a successor in possibly you know late 2022 or early 2023 
so I mean, it doesn't seem like you need a stop gap for just you know an 18 to 20 month period because we've already seen some developers like Virtuos out of China say we're gonna try porting some PS5 and Xbox Series X games to Switch. And a big thing with this upcoming generation is we're not seeing major engine advancements. Like we're not seeing the introduction of Unreal Engine 5. Yep. We're not seeing like a Unity you know, 2.0. We're not seeing those type of advances. So right now the Switch is in terms of technology, it's still compatible with these engines, even though they're moving to substantially more powerful hardware, but these engines are still scalable. And that's not to say every game can be scaled to Switch performance. Like we just had Square came came out with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And yes, it's on Unreal Engine 4, but that doesn't mean the game can be scaled to run adequately on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But a lot of developers are also still going to hang back and release their games on the PS4 and Xbox One probably for the first at least 18 months because their parties still want to go to that base. It's a base of, you know, 150 million people. Yeah. And you don't just abandon that just because the introduction of next-gen hardware and the fact that Series X and PS5 are going to be backwards compatible, you will always have a lot of cross-gen releases and the Switch can benefit from that. Yep. So, I mean, if I'm Nintendo from just an economic standpoint, there's no point to, you know, position a pro in 2020, 2021, or 2022 because their planning has to be to get a successor out. And they're still limited by what NVIDIA has available in terms of their mobile chipsets. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the Wii U, right, the Wii U was a failure on so many levels, but one of the biggest ones that I heard from developers was it's difficult to to make games on the Wii U because it was literally one iteration of Unreal Engine behind, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the the amount of time that would have been taken would be significant for a porting job. And in the end, most companies have said, screw it, we, we, we don't care, we're not even going to bother. The Wii U was a failure for many reasons, but from a development standpoint, that was definitely one of the big ones. The Switch is very fortunate to be in a very good situation right now, and you, you touched on it. You're right, Unreal Engine 4 isn't going to go away anytime soon. It's going to be the the engine that's being used probably for the next one to two years uh, after we see the launch of the next generation consoles everything is going to be running on unreal engine 4 for the foreseeable future and unity which means there is a path to the switch as far as ports now again you are right final fantasy 7 remake isn't going to run on the switch anytime soon but anything could be potentially ported on the switch it really just depends on how much investment the studio is willing to put into making it work. Virtuos, CD Project Red, Saber, you know, they are obviously very skilled at this stuff. Panic Button, they know how to make really good ports, but they've also put in a lot of money to making their understanding of the porting process very, very good. Now, once we start seeing Unreal Engine 5, start to take over i mean we haven't even it hasn't even been announced yet right so it's it's going to be a way ways away but 
Unreal Engine 5, once we hear about that or the next version of Unity, that's when, if I was Nintendo, I'd be thinking, hmm, developers are going to start asking us about what's next because we, we want to start, we want to, you know, make our games run on the Switch. We want to port our games to the Switch. But all of a sudden now we're in a situation where we are a step behind everyone else, the industry. What does that mean for us? Does that mean now Nintendo needs to start thinking about the next level of hardware now obviously nintendo would get ahead of it before that situation occurred but yeah i I don't see any reason for a we'll say a switch pro anytime soon until we start to get close to that scenario which isn't going to happen for a while so and again we've seen some amazing ports to the switch which i think will continue to happen over the next year and a half two years so yeah i mean the the switch pro for me doesn't make any sense the premium switch as you mentioned possibly could be something but i i find it difficult to imagine that people would pay more money for a we'll say a a premium switch that has we'll say 64 megabytes of sd and slightly boosted clocks and and slightly faster ram I just think that Nintendo is going to continue with what has made them so much money over the last three years, and that is their bread and butter. And if they've figured out a way to reduce that in some way, but still provide the, we'll say the Switch experience and games and everything, then I think that's that's the path that they're going to take. So I'm going to introduce a crazy idea that Nintendo could take with this nx abc d product but before i do that out of the out of the three possibilities of a digital only a tv only or a switch pro using monaco to the fullest which of those three would you say is the most likely in your opinion Hmm. i'd probably say the the yeah the the like the the base one, you know, the just the 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 cheaper on end of the scale, I think, is the most like for me. Okay, so now I'm going to introduce an idea <laughs> that is ludicrous on paper. It's going to cause some of the listeners to tweak their heads to the side like a confused puppy dog, and they're going to say, "What the hell is Nate talking about?" But I think this could be a realistic idea that I could see Nintendo having experimented with and possibly moving forward with if they were able to successfully test it. And that is a wireless docking solution, which by that I mean something similar to what we have seen from Apple AirPlay or Android SmartView, where I can have the switch in my hand and via Bluetooth, I could connect it to my television or another product. And I then dock my switch Mm -hmm. to this display. And with the mention of a second screen in the code, that's where my mind kind of went with this is could Nintendo be testing almost a reverse Wii U type of situation where right. I can dock my Switch wirelessly and that would cover the second screen part. 
I guess you could say the D in the code is doc. Mm-hmm. If, you know, not that the code actually, not that the letters really correspond to anything, you know, necessarily. But what would you think if Nintendo came out with a a normal Switch and a Switch Lite line that allowed you to play in handheld and wirelessly dock the system to a monitor or a TV? I think it's freaking genius. Honestly, if that's if that's what the speculation is or what your speculation is, that makes a lot of sense. So you're essentially saying, like, you know, you can cast your phone to a TV. You're basically casting the handheld light to a, any display that, that is, is you know, suitable for it, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and in effect, you're, you're docking the handheld, you're docking the console, but you're still playing it in your hand, Right. So it's, yeah, I guess it's technically yeah, it's in dock mode, it. but it, you're, you're you're still playing it as you normally would. Yeah, I guess you could still you could still hold like the switch light or the switch itself as a controller, and right. the image is just no longer in front of you. Now it's on the television. I think in front that, of you. I think that's freaking genius, dude. If that's if that's really what the second screen is is you know meant for, that makes a ton of sense. So. Think of it this way, you know, you, you bring your Switch Lite to your friend's house, you want to play Mario Kart on these two Switch Lights, but you really want to play it on a big screen with your friend, you only have Switch Lights to do it. And I'm using the Switch Lite as the example, I'm not saying that's what it's going to have, but, you know, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. If you have the ability to then basically pull it up on, on a big screen TV, absolutely, that that. That sounds like a really good selling point to me that that people would get very excited about. Because, yeah, something we've seen with the Switch Lite is that there's still some buyers who have to say, oh, I wish I could have docked this to the television, even if it's still rendered at 720p or, you know, whatever. They still wish they had that option, but, you know, Nintendo took it out because they wanted the Lite just to be a portable-only device. And now that would offer the best of both worlds without having to lug around that big hideous dock. Mm -hmm. And like the idea, it is, it's intriguing. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone's going to be able to wrap their head around this concept, even though we have seen it from, you know, mobile providers with the phones where I can cast YouTube right to my television from my phone. If Nintendo was able to get this working, and working without, you know, noticeable input lag or any significant loss in visual fidelity, it seems like a great solution to, you know, the whole docking situation of while you're on the go. Yep. Because, you know, if I'm going to the hotel and I want to bring my switch, I don't want to have to lug around the dock. If I can just boom, I wirelessly do it, I put the switch on, you know, the entertainment center sit you know sitting beside it and i have a controller and i'm laying back in the bed and i'm playing it that's awesome i can even just plug it in through you know a normal charging cable yeah with the USB-C at the bottom and i'm playing man there are there are still people that are convinced that you can connect a switch light to a display where there is zero way to do that like i don't know how many you know videos and tech videos i've seen and i've done a tear down of the of the hardware as well and but there are people that are just unhappy about it you know and this would be nintendo's response to that well you can have a switch light but hey by the way you can also 
cast it or uh, have it display on a Bluetooth compatible television at 1080p. I think it's I think it's ingenious, man. But my question is, there is always going to be some processing power that's required to do this. Do they mm-hmm. do they use the Marico chip with boosted performance to take advantage of the casting features, but then leave I'll say games and everything else at at stock clocks or do they introduce new hardware which has a we'll say a a dedicated chip that manages this for us i would i would probably say there'd be a dedicated chip to do it but if you think about like a a phone like i can cast youtube to my my television and have 1080p 60 without breaking a sweat it just works so whatever technology phones have i would say that Nintendo could offer a, sim- a very similar thing with with you know the uh, the new Switch. Yeah, I would think they would probably stick with Mariko and they would just boost the performance that they could do in you know every recently released Switch. And I mean that's where when I look at that information put out by Mike Heskin of saying you know this is a new hardware type. There's evidence of a secondary display of sorts being added exclusively to this model. Mm. I could just see, you know, maybe it's not branded as just a switch or switch light. It's, you know, the switch cast. Yeah. Or something like that, where it is the next iteration of their line. And it has, you know, a new branding for marketing's sake to its title. And like, it does sound like it has to be its own thing because they do have to take advantage of that extra processing power to, you know, be able to cast the image and everything so it seems that seems like the most intriguing and ingenious idea i could see nintendo possibly exploring if we are to see another iteration to the switch line beyond just you know the tv only one because the tv only one it does cater to a market there is a need for that product but this one it just goes the next step and i could also see nintendo experimenting with this idea for when it comes time for them to release the Switch successor to already have this technology ready and working. So when it comes time to launch Switch 2, we're not going to have that big, hefty, ugly dock in the corner. It's going to be, we can wirelessly do this. And that's that can be game-changing. I agree, man. I, I think you've kind of indicated a, a, a piece of the market that wants something like this because... We, we heard when the light came out that, hey, this is cool. I love the price, but God, I wish I could, I could you know, have this docked on my t- television. And a lot of people didn't buy it for that reason. And then those same people that want to get a Switch didn't want to spend the $299 because they felt like it maybe it was a little, you know, too expensive. So if they can somehow come up with a, a solution that either sits between those two or maybe it's a little cheaper than the light or or again, you know, maybe they drop the price of the light and then kind of slot this in at the 199 price. I think that makes a ton of sense, man. Like I could see I could see a lot of people getting excited about something like that because I I hear that so many times from people about the light how it's it's not even a switch anymore, it's just a handheld. Well, mm-hmm. this will be a switch again, you know, and and if they offer that, I think that's a, a very smart smart idea and hopefully you know secondary displays i mean look is it going to be like a 3ds or a you know or a, a ds type thing no you're not going to just have like a a foldable 
you know switch that has two screens that makes zero sense to me um but a a a secondary display where you're casting to that display and maybe it's not even casting name maybe it's more than that maybe it's thinking about the wii u again it's like you've got a separate screen on your handheld and you're playing the game on the on the big screen and all of a sudden now you you've got like a head-up display or you you've got a map on on your switch and then you've got the actual game on on your there's all sorts of possibilities here and nintendo is very well versed at this stuff they've done this before so you know maybe it's not just a i'm casting my switch to my television maybe it's a i am now offering an experience here that you would not get on a regular switch at this time right and i mean when i think of because you're gonna there's gonna be a lot of speculation going around a lot of them are just going to lean into that switch pro i think this idea is far more exciting yeah this like this is something you're probably not going to hear on anyone else's podcast or YouTube video. You're only going to find it exclusively here on Nate the Hate with MVG, because we think outside of the box. And when I th- like when I really think of this idea to the fullest, like when we first saw the Switch reveal trailer, and you had antisocial Karen, she was playing Mark odyssey on her television and her friends were across the street on the rooftop saying come on come to our party Mm. and she brought the switch and she kickstand it out so they could play now all they would need is let's say they had a tv sitting at that outdoor bar or a projector i could just bring the switch wirelessly connect it Mm -hmm. hand my friend the joy con boom yep we're playing on a big screen tv and it's you know it's seamless it's fast it's something that is very Nintendo. And I mean, obviously, we're, you know, this is just speculation. We're spitballing ideas here. But I think out of all of the I- concepts that we touched on of the digital only, TV only, uh, Switch Pro, and now we'll call it the Switch Cast, I think the Switch Cast fits the information that Mike found of the secondary display play exclusively on this particular hardware model and i think it's the most exciting of the four options yep yeah me too like as soon dude as soon as you said it i was like holy shit that's a great idea i mean that that (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me and hopefully that's what it ends up being because yeah that's that's a cool that's a really cool idea i mean that's i hope that's the path they go because I think that's a pathway that they can move, you know, forward with going into their next gen hardware as long as they keep the Switch product line or the Switch form factor moving into the next gen. And it would still be something that, you know, it doesn't counter what Microsoft and Sony are doing with cloud gaming. I think Nintendo would pursue cloud in their own way, but just being able to effortlessly cast the game to a tv and if nintendo does go you know cloud or microsoft brings x cloud to the switch as an application being able to just to freely decide am i going to play this in handheld or docked without any extra effort it's just very nintendo it's ingenious it's something 
that the market doesn't know it wants yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's where Nintendo excels by giving you something you didn't realize you needed. And gaming having a casting option, it makes sense. I mean, when we look at the Switch, it's the Wii U done right. Yep. And the Wii U did have, you know, a type of casting feature. It was limited due to the range of the system itself. But if Nintendo has perfected that and they've been able to expand on it i think this is this is the next step for the switch as a product this is smart advancement and i mean we may never see what the nx abcd is we still haven't seen nx abcb which was supposed to be the tv only one right so again just because code code exists with code names and you know different profiles it doesn't mean the product will ever get out of prototype, but it's exciting that maybe an idea of casting and having a wireless docking solution for the Switch is something that could possibly be experimented with. That sounds promising to me that Nintendo could maybe be thinking of this idea, and it's far better than just releasing a new iteration that just focuses on better horsepower. Yeah, I agree, Nate. I guess my only question is, when do you think we'll see this? I mean, we we kind of think it's 2021, but another part of me thinks this is innovative enough that maybe it's not in this iteration of Switch. Maybe it's in the Switch V2, potentially, but that may be a while away. So it could be, it could be this iteration, but that's that's where I wonder... Do you think this is, because this is a game changer, it could be a game changer for them. So do they unveil it, we'll say next year, uh, holiday season or over the summer, or do they kind of, you know, hold it close to their chest for a little longer and and maybe announce it with a a new generation? That's tough to say because if I take Nintendo words literal, they said no new hardware in 2020. Hmm. Now let's assume... Breath of the Wild 2 does not make 2020 and it launches in February, March, or April of 2021. If I'm Nintendo, I would launch this new form of hardware with a title as prestigious as Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. It would excite people. You're going to buy the new hardware, even though it may not be doing anything new beyond the casting feature, but just being able to say, I can get rid of that damn dock. Yeah. And I can just do this, you know, the simple wireless docking solution and I'm going to pick up Breath of the Wild 2 or you make a Breath of the Wild 2 switch. I could see them maybe doing it then in early 2021 because Nintendo always launches typically a new revision of their hardware with a big release like the Switch Lite came out with Link's Awakening. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, if they don't do it with a Breath of the Wild 2, I could see it in holiday 2021 with something like a Metroid Prime 4 if it's ready by then. I mean, who knows? That game is basically the Switch's The Last Guardian or Shenmue 3 or Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> remake at this point. Very true. It will, it will eventually come out. But I think, yeah, I think it would mostly come down to timing for Nintendo of when do they have a big enough game to sell this new product with and... I mean, that's really anyone's guess if it could be early 2021, late 2021, or hell, maybe even early 2022, depending on when they do 
release a successor yeah. to the Switch line. And, you know, that's something hopefully Nintendo gives some guidance on in the future. We have a general idea. I mean, I think it was earlier this year they said they were halfway through with the Switch its lifespan. I don't see the Switch getting eight to nine years just due to the advancements of mobile technology and the advancement alone with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Nintendo will have to release some new hardware by, I would estimate, late 2022, early 2023, if they do want to remain competitive. Because as fascinating as the concept of the Switch is, you do need to keep consumers engaged. And, I mean, Animal Crossing is doing a great job of that right now. Everyone's yeah. stuck in their house, and they love the idea of portable gaming or docked gaming with portable gaming as an option. So maybe the casting option of the wireless dock is enough to spark new interest once again and you can buy yourself another 18 to 20 months but i mean you know we're speculating here and if this is a product i would guess if we were to hear from nintendo about it it wouldn't be until maybe january of next year or if not maybe not until may of next year when they do their mm -hmm. fiscal report yeah and they give guidance for that upcoming fiscal year so i mean Potentially the earliest we hear of such a device is May of 2021, which, I mean, it's 13 months from now. Yep. Yeah, but the timing kind of makes sense to me. You know, just because it's in version 10 firmware that was released just a few days ago, that doesn't mean there's a new hardware revision that's imminent around the corner. I mean, in, in general sense, developers need to get updated uh, dev kits and, and information on how to target new hardware. So it's it's not the same as getting a brand new uh, PS5 dev kit and being told here, you know, port this, this game to it. But, you know, it, when you get a new feature to work with or some new hardware that you have to target towards, time needs to be taken. So I, I think ev even because we're, we're, we've seen version uh, 10 firmware with with these new revisions or these new kind of hardware tidbits inside that firmware it doesn't necessarily mean again that something is coming out this year i think your uh, your timeline sounds about right to me and i do think that you know last year we had the light this year nothing and i think next year sounds sounds right you know for a a new piece of hardware to get unveiled by nintendo i think i think that makes a lot of sense this year is an absolute write-off for many different reasons but even before the pandemic i don't think nintendo was planning on anything sure it's easy to say that especially with the investors meeting in hindsight being 2020 but if you go back and listen to uh, nate and i talking and even on spawncast previously we never felt like there was anything that was coming out this year anyway and I do think that next year, you know, does make sense for for what we'll see come come from Nintendo from from hardware perspective. Yeah, twenty twenty never seemed to be on the cards because when you really look at the announced lineup at this point, like you had Animal Crossing, you have Clubhouse Games, even though you have Xenoblade Chronic uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition coming out, the year still feels kind of and this isn't meant in like a negative way, it feels casual. And yeah. that's something that you're going to sell the light 
to yep. more casual players, more affordable. You're selling to kids, maybe to older adults who aren't big time gamers. They just they want to play something like clubhouse games. So this year is good to let the light shine. Let that lower entry price justify itself with releases like Animal Crossing and Clubhouse games and whatever's to come in the second half of 2020. So it never felt right. And it, it felt it was unnecessary for them to introduce another hardware iteration in 2020 2021 always made more sense from a guidance perspective and i've seen some analysts on twitter and they i mean they agree with that assessment they sit there and say there's no reason for anything in 2020 right now 2021 makes most sense even when they do their internal guidance to advise investors of what nintendo could be planning moving forward it's just a very vocal audience on twitter and youtube and gaming forums who keep pounding that we need a switch pro in 2020 idea and they'll keep pounding that drum until well it's not going to become reality but they'll keep hoping it becomes reality yeah and most of that's just oh ps5 and xbox series x are coming out this year nintendo has to counter that no they don't the switch is selling well the switch is selling at record pacing what nintendo needs to do to counter that is to continue to release must have high quality software and a 3D Mario collection or an All-Stars 2 is exactly what you need or a Breath of the Wild 2. Those type of releases will counter the PS5 and Xbox Series X because those systems are going to come in at a four to $500 price point. And Nintendo is still going to be sitting there at least $100 or more lower than those two systems. And, and Nintendo has one hell of a library of software to offer you with Mario Kart 8, Breath of the Wild 1, Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing, Xenoblade Chronicles, Fire Emblem, and the list goes on and on. Nintendo is in a fine situation. They don't need more powerful hardware to counter Microsoft and Sony. They may see a reduction in third-party ports, but it's not going to be significant enough because, you know, Nintendo, they're getting some third-party support, but it's not overwhelmingly massive EA remains absent even with burnout coming to it in just about i believe it's about two months from now activision does more of their family oriented titles like the spyro games and crash bandicoot they still haven't brought over a call of duty so simply releasing a more powerful switch wouldn't fix those problems they're still going to ignore the product with those particular franchise like madden call of duty or like the Mass Effects, all those games aren't coming to the Switch. But the Switch can continue to get, you know, the HD ports of things like Bioshock and some last generation, you know, remasters and such. And that's not a bad place to be. You still get Doom Eternal. Like there's still a lot of good third-party software to look forward to. But the third-party situation with Nintendo is far bigger than just a power gap. Yeah, absolutely agree. And Pick the best of the 360 PS3 era games. Well, most of the best. Not not everything will will come across, but most of the, most of them will. And you've got studios like THQ Nordic or publishers like THQ Nordic buying up all the rights to all these older games. I think it's it's in a good place. And yeah, I mean, I don't think things really need to deviate from the plan too much until really, you know, as mentioned, developers start to have struggles and troubles with the existing hardware but i i firmly believe that nintendo are well and truly ahead of that and they they already have a plan for we'll say the next 
18 to 24 months on their roadmap as far as what what they'll be releasing in the future. So in conclusion, we are both in agreement that we see that the code for the hardware profile NXABCD is a wireless docking switch. Yes, yeah, I'm excited, man. <laughs> Very exciting to hear that. Like, honestly, I, I, I didn't really think of think of that that aspect. I, I just thought maybe the extreme low end, which, you know, like the Xbox Sad, where you've taken the light and you've you've slashed even further to cut the price. Or go the high end, but again, I just don't feel like the high end is the right move at this time. So yeah, the we'll say the uh, the 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 switch cast sounds like a really good 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 plan for Nintendo, and I think it's a really good good pick for sure. So you heard it here first, folks. If Nintendo announces a wireless docking solution for the Nintendo Switch, you can go to Twitter and say, "I heard it first on Nate the Hate with MVG." And that is how we will conclude tonight's discussion. As always, it is a pleasure having you here, MVG. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a fun discussion. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, give this video a like. Leave your thoughts in the comment section below. If you didn't enjoy the video, give it a dislike. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I have to plug that at the beginning of the show. I continue <laughs> to forget. I'll you remind you next time, mate. Yes. Leave it. <laughs> in the comments below mvg will remind me next time and until next time you have been embraced by hate <laughs>